locally with family and friends. House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Dr. Larry Manley, Senior Pastor here at House of Destiny International Ministries, located in beautiful Boiling Springs at 302 Costner Road. We hope today's message will be a revelation to your soul to draw you closer to the Kingdom of God. I want us to go to the book of Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, New Testament, the third chapter. Blessed be the name of our God. I want to invite those out there watching us in TV land to join us on our ministry training every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. where we enter into the deeper homiletics and hermeneutics of the Bible. And also I'd like for you to join us on every Sunday morning at 1030 our worship service. All are welcome. And if you miss us there, then you can always catch us at 6 a.m. on My 40 TV. Our message today is centered around the title of Three Essentials of Life. Three Essentials of Life. And we're going to begin in the book of Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 23 in Colossians, dealing with having something right to do. Verse 23 of Colossians, the third chapter, says, And whatsoever you do, having something right to do, do it heartedly, that means wholeheartedly, as to the Lord and not unto men. One of our problems as people is that we don't understand doing things for God and God alone. A lot of us in our relationships between each other, especially intimate relationships, we don't think that we are whole unless we have that other individual. And because we don't think we're whole, we can't be happy with the Lord and doing what the Lord would have us to do. So our best time when we find ourselves in church is when we're doing good with our spouse. I know a lot of people like that. Everywhere I go, I run up onto this. But when hard times come between them, then a problem comes between the individual and God. Am I right about it? 
But the Bible says whatsoever we are to do, we are to do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. And that also includes the one that you're intimate with. Having something right to do is the first ingredient that it takes in order for us to grow in this thing called Christianity. Verse 24 says, Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. You see, there is an inheritance that's laid up for all of us. But I'm so afraid that in this time that we're living in, I'm so afraid that man, in the most part of him, is going to miss it. They're going to miss the inheritance. Because they don't stick around long enough to let God put a vision in them as to what the inheritance is. And we as preachers, as apostles, as prophets, as pastors, as evangelists, as teachers, we preach the word day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, trying to get the people to hear what we find still that most don't hear. And because they don't hear, they don't see. And because they don't see, they're going to miss the inheritance. The Bible says knowing that whatever we do, when we do it unto the Lord, that ye shall receive knowing, you can trust in it, that ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for ye serve not man, but the Lord Christ, it says here. But he, listen, but he that doeth wrong, I was telling my wife last night, corn got two sides, blessings got two sides, everything, God got two sides. It ain't just grace, people. You better understand what I'm saying up in here. It's a lie. It ain't just grace. There's judgment of God too. And I'll say it and I'll say it again. Preachers that aren't preaching the whole gospel is a false prophet. You can't just preach grace. You got to preach it all if you're going to be a preacher of God. Now if you want to be somebody satisfied man, then you preach what you want to. But my book tells me right here, and I'm looking at it, and he is talking to Christians. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Having something right to do is the first ingredient. Do that which is right, not that which is wrong. And by doing that which is right, then God says we have an inheritance. And it's a reward laid up for us. He says now, there is no respect of persons. Third John, 
Verse 2 tells us that I wish above all things that you prosper. And not only that you prosper, but that you be in health. That means good health. And not only that you be in health, but you, your soul also prosper. And we're talking about growing, our soul growing, but it can't grow without the proper ingredients. And the proper ingredients are these three senses of life, having something right to do, having something right to love, which we are going to next, and having something right to hope for. Let's deal with this love thing. Luke 10. Y'all following me so far? Good. Very good. We're talking about the second ingredient here called love. Amen? Now, the word of God tells us here that, speaking about the good Samaritan, the word Samaritan means someone who shows compassion toward another person who's in need or who's in, in need of help or suffering, all right? Samaritan. You heard of the good Samaritan. Verse 25 of Luke, the 10th chapter says, and behold, a certain lawyer, that word certain there means it could have been anybody. The word lawyer means someone who knows and understands the jurisprudence of God. It says, and behold, a certain lawyer, someone who knows the jurisprudence of God, the law of God. He stood up, and when he stood up, he stood up to tempt him, see, pride. He's saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And verse 26 said, and he, Jesus, said unto him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? He asked the lawyer that. And verse 27 said, And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and thou shalt love thy neighbor or all thy heart, soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Here's where he tried to catch Jesus. And verse 28 said, And he said unto him, Jesus did, Thou hast answered right this do, and thou shalt live. In other words, if you do this, you shall live. But verse 29 speaks about how he, like we a lot of times, we want to justify ourselves, but he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? See, see he's trying to be slick now. See, what he's doing is he's trying to bring some in and discount others. That, that was his attempt. See, that was his attempt. He was trying to be slick with Jesus. But verse 30 says, and Jesus answered, said, a certain man, talking about a certain man, could have been any of us. Notice what he did. Went where? Down. Down, not up. Down. Big mistake when you go down. Big mistake. Down. That's a mighty big word. 
That word down is a greater word than Jerusalem. See, we don't want to get to Jerusalem too quick without understanding what down means. Down means down. In other words, you're out of position. You done left your post. See, see, his post was in Jerusalem. See, God saved us and put all of us on a post called the peace of God. Jerusalem is the city of God. That's your encounter with peace in God. Because the peace of God surpasses all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 7 tells us. So the word of God goes on and it tells us here that he went down. See, he left his peace. How many times? Have you left your peace? How many times you've been in a place of peace and the devil comes along? And that devil that comes along could come along in any way, form, or fashion. In your home, on your job, in church. It could be anywhere. And if you unaware of what's going on, listen to me, church. You'll make a big mistake. And it could be a mistake that you'll regret for the rest of your life. And you better hear what I'm trying to say to you because I'm speaking from experience. Ain't none of us exempt from the devil not busting our head. And that's why it's good to have the Good Samaritan because he left his place of peace in Jerusalem. So he had to be a person that knew God. Had to be. Otherwise, he never would have been in Jerusalem because he never would have been in the peace of God. But y'all know how it is sometimes we leave that place that's of safety. Oh, come on, y'all can talk to me. Y'all can talk to me. See, it's like I was talking this morning, me and another individual, about the fact that, you know, if we don't take heed to what God is telling us, then we're doomed to make the same mistake again. America didn't learn from other nations that failed doing the same thing that we're doing now. So the word just said, no respect to persons. If you do wrong, it said you're going to receive of the wrong that you can. Come on, y'all. Come on, we speak truth up in here. I don't want you to feel good. I want you to feel the truth. That's what I want you to get with, the truth. He said, now when he left, look what happened to him. He went down to a place called Jericho. Jericho means the place of fragrance. That's your soul. See, sometimes we leave the place of God in us where peace is, and we go back down in here where our mind, will, and emotions are. And guess what? It's a thief down there waiting. I say it's a thief down there. If you don't believe me, just go on down off in there. Go on down off in there. You bound to get hit. Just go down off in there. If you think that thief ain't down in there, if you think you're so Holy Ghost filled, go on with your good tongue talking, Holy Ghost filled, flow rolling self. Go on with it. If you think the thief ain't down in there, 
Go on down in there and watch what the thief will do to you every time. So the word of God says here in Luke, he, verse 30, that left Jerusalem, went down to Jericho, fell among the thieves. John 10, 10 said the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. And they stripped him first. What the devil will do is strip you of your raiment. In other words, the devil want to strip you of your anointing. That's the first thing. He want to strip you of your spiritual coat. And once he stripped you of your spiritual coat, your spiritual raiment, then guess what? You're going to see just how naked you really are. For the first time in your life, you're going to see that where I was was a whole lot better than where I am now. I'm talking to somebody up in here this morning. So the Bible says he was stripped of his garment. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. He wounded him. Mm -hmm. And then he departed. Left him stranded. And he, then he left him half dead. See, he didn't want to kill him all the way. He wanted to leave him half dead because he wanted him to be in misery. Slow death. Verse 31 says, and by chance, by chance, there came down a certain, could have been anybody, a certain priest that way. Now notice, first of all, he's a priest. That means he knows God. Could have been any of us because all of us are priests. Kings and priests. Could have been any of us now. But look what the priest was doing. He said, and by chance there came down a certain priest. And he was going the same way. <laughs> now watch this. He was going the same way. He left his post too. And he was going, the Bible says he was going, he went down and he was going the same way. He was going that way. Mm -hmm. And when he saw him, he passed on the other side. The reason that he passed on the other side is because it hadn't hit him yet. But he was going the same way. He had already left peace. He had already left his covering. So now he's wide open. He finna get hit. It just ain't hit him yet. See, see, I can get hit and then you later. Just because you escaped the bullet one time don't mean that it ain't gonna get you on down the... You understand what I'm saying? He's going the same way. So the same thieves or some more thieves is on in that way that he was going. It's just a matter of time. For to get him too. And they're going to strip him too. See, all of these were Christians. Because all of them left Jerusalem. And Jerusalem being the peace of God, all of them had to know God to have his peace. And all of a sudden, all of them left, went down. Then came verse 32, and likewise, here comes a Levite. He, he, he knows God, too. He's of the priesthood, too. See, all these jokers that know God are of the priesthood, including the one that got hit. Because notice, they all left from Jerusalem. And when he was at the place, see, he's in the same place, verse 32, he came and looked on him, and he passed by on the other side. See, it hadn't hit him yet, either. 
You ever had somebody see you in your misery and they just look at you? I pray for you and, and leave you there. Don't you know prayer is more than you getting on your knees telling God, I want to pray for this person. No, prayer also means you getting up and doing something for that individual or for yourself. If you're praying for yourself. Verse 34 said, and went to him, and verse 33 says, but, that's a conjunction, a certain Samaritan. See, see, that's why Jesus said, see, now the Samaritan, the word Samaritan, I told you, it means one that has compassion toward another. Didn't say nothing about being saved. He just said, one that has compassion, love toward one another. Now, my book tells me in the New Testament that whosoever loves one another has fulfilled the whole law. Second essential ingredient for life is having something right to love. The Good Samaritan loved the right thing, did he not? He had compassion. When he saw the situation that the individual was in, he didn't do like the rest of the church folk. They passed him on by, the Levite and the priest, did they not? And talked about him. But they were going the same way, so it's just a matter of time for something going to hit them. So the first one is having something right to do. The second one is having something right to love. The Samaritan loved the right thing. The third one, is over here in Hebrews, is having something right to hope for. Hebrews 6, 19. And we are, we're going to get out of here. Hebrews. Hebrews 6, 19. Now he talks about this hope. Having something right to hope I didn't say nothing about hoping for a new car. I didn't say nothing about hoping for a, a new job. And the hope could go on and on and on and on and on. But this hope that we're talking about is our hope. Verse 19 says, which hope or expectation we have as an anchor of our soul. You see, this expectation that we have to receive this inheritance, this hope that we have is an anchor to the soul, and it's both sure and it's steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. For that which is within the veil, this is the veil. Christ is in here doing ministry work in us. And it's our hope. See, hope ain't supposed to go this way. Hope's supposed to go back this way toward that which is within the veil. Because out of here comes everything out here. And too many times what we're doing is we're going that way and bringing it this way. And we're becoming confused because we're backwards. But we're supposed to be going and hoping this way. Our hope is in that 
which is within the veil. It's sure and steadfast. It's the anchor to our soul. And then, once we get in here, then God has a way of turning that which we hope from him, because he got everything anyway. He owned the cattle on the thousand hill. He got it all. He has it all. He said, I never seen the righteous begging or, his, or, or the righteous forsaken and his seed begging for bread. Never seen it. I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten. So God has a way of turning it, flipping it, and taking that hope now that you touched him with, he sends it back out. And now it becomes prominent in your life, and now things happen in your life, things begin to change in your life, but there is a balance to life. And anytime we get out of balance, then God will begin to do adjustments. See, sometimes God got to take some things from us to get us that right. See, God takes a risk. He runs a risk on blessing us. And most times when you bless folks, they get acting crazy. We hope this message has been a blessing for you. Be sure to tune in next week at the same time and join us in our praise and in our worship to God through the words of his revelations.